These are summer numbers on a golf course that we did on March 20th and March 21st. The main focus for just about anybody who was interested in traveling was getting out in Mother Nature. And there's no better place to do that than Traverse City. Welcome to Barefoot, the official podcast of Grand Traverse Resort and Spa and all things Northern Michigan. Whether you're dipping your toes in the lake, sipping wine on the peninsula, or playing your best round of golf, let us guide you on your next up north adventure. So it's the beginning of April and not only do we have one, but two of our three golf courses open here at Grand Travers Resort and Spa. Is that a record for this time of year? Yeah, to have two of them open this time of year, yeah, we, we typically would not. But even to get one golf course open in March was amazing. Pretty, pretty lucky for us. So I'm here with Tom McGee, the Director of Golf Operations, and Paul Galgan, the Director of Golf and Grounds. And yeah, to get these courses open and ready. And one happened in, what, mid-March? The work began for the Wolverine? Uh, actually, the work never stops. <laughs> but uh, once we saw the weather forecast and knew that um, the temperatures were going to be in the 50s and the demand for golf was going to be there, um, we, we pretty much put the plan into place as soon as we could. And the, the biggest factor is making sure the, uh, the ground is not frozen um, because the frozen ground just doesn't provide any cushion for any traffic. You know, you have 50, 40, 60 degree days, golfers are going to want to play, and that's what we're here for. So When you think about it, we closed. What was the last course to close in 2020? Yeah, we kept uh, we kept the Spruce Run Golf Course open till the till December 11th. So then to open up the Wolverine in mid-March, I mean, you only had like barely a 3-month yeah. closure of no golf here. I mean, and you just said in, in the last, what, 30 years, we've only opened up a course in March four times now? Right. And to have a 14-week off season is just remarkable. And I mean, we've never experienced it before. But from us in the golf world, we're hoping that this is the trend and the way that uh, we're headed for next year and beyond. So tell me, Paul, a little bit about, like you said, the work really doesn't stop, does it? So even through the winter, you are preparing for the golf season. Pretty much. I, I mean, whenever we can, it's it's little stuff. You know, we're out there trimming trees and removing bushes and and stuff like that that, that we think is makes a difference um, to the people playing golf and the overall aesthetic um, beauty of the, of, of the golf course and the property. So... That's how the work never stops. We uh, we work on equipment, um, get that ready, so it's it's operating the way we want it to. And then in sure. terms of when you do it, say, okay, we're going to open. You know, March. What was the opening date? March. March twentieth. Okay, March twentieth. When you get that date, kind of on the calendar, what does the work look like in the weeks before that in terms of the groundwork? A uh, couple different things. The 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 main thing is, for us is to try to get the greens so. They're, uh, they're playable and they, they feel good and, and the golfers um, can appreciate um, how they're putting compared to how they were putting last year when they finished. Because um, they actually putted better in the spring than they did last year towards the end of the year. Um, so getting the greens ready was, was the, the main thing because that's supposedly half your game when you're playing golf, right? It is, and that's always number one on people's uh, when they when they review a golf course and, and talk about their experience. The first thing they talk about is the greens, the green conditions, the speed, how smooth they roll. So that's uh, that's always the number one priority. 
so so that was our goal um getting, getting the bunkers so they were um playable and presentable also um it, it, that's always something that you try to do you know there's a lot of grass still that that we haven't mowed um it's still in dormancy mm-hmm. um the, the greens come out a little bit sooner but you also have to do something with them to to get them so they're playable you know the fairways we haven't mowed those in the and the rough we haven't mowed those either usually the rough usually waits until about the oh probably about the 21st 20th of april and the fairways i'm thinking because of the weather that we've had this spring and looking outside seeing the way it looks right now uh, pr- probably by mid next week we'll get started on fairways there really is a science to it isn't there i mean you you have to pay attention to the weather you have to i mean there's a lot of factors that go into what you can do out there there is a lot of factors yes so we've got the Wolverine and the Bear open, and what is the, you know, what has the response been from our golf members and just the general public and people who might have been here for spring break and didn't think they'd get in a, a round of golf during that that vacation? Right. Yeah, we actually had our uh, our spring break uh, specials for the golf academy, not expecting to be open for the golf course, but uh, but they have the golf courses open. Uh, there's a lot of demand for it. As mentioned earlier, you know, people look at the weather forecast, uh, they see the 60 degree temperatures coming, and their phones start ringing. Before we even send anything out, before we do any marketing, they're just saying, hey, when are you going to open the golf open up the golf courses. Um, so there was a high demand. And, and on the 20th, on that very first day on the Wolverine, we had 137 rounds. And the next day on that Sunday, 183 rounds. Um, these are summer numbers on a golf course that we did on March 20th and March 21st. So uh, it's incredible, the demand out there. Uh, and we, we're supported a lot by the, by the locals, by the members, uh, people up visiting. And certainly, as mentioned, the, uh, the spring breakers, uh, we're getting some, uh, some attention over here as well. And people using the driving range, getting on the golf courses. So the word gets out there that we are open. And uh, again, the weather helps dictate that. And Paul and his crew getting the golf courses ready. And then it's our job to make sure that we are ready to go on our side. Once we're open, we're open. We might have to close a golf course for a particular reason but it would have to be weather related or storm related in order to do that once we're once we get started but again you guys saw especially last year probably more than ever the the demand and the interest is there because like like we said we stayed open on spruce run till mid-december how many times has that happened too yeah the latest we've stayed open uh, in my time here over the last 30 plus years was december 21st but it's it's pretty rare again maybe three four times that we've been open into december so um, that doesn't happen every day doesn't happen every year but it's great that there is the demand there and again last year we got off to a a slower start uh, due to the pandemic and such but once we were open up uh, open up the doors and we're able to get out there and get golfers going uh, the business just continued to pick up and that was without a lot of group business to get started but just the transient guest and and there was a lot of demand again for people to come out, play golf, get outside, enjoy the fresh air, recreation, and uh, and it was a great season. So, what would, what is the word you would describe last year's golf season? <laughs> Ooh, one word. I great. Simple, right? It was great. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was. If you throw away April, <laughs> right? April was tough. April was tough. We yeah. lost April, right? I mean, the course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got open on, I think it was April 24th or April 25th. And again, it was walking only for the first couple of weeks. And, and then it was single golf car riders and all that. I think my one word would be unexpected, if I can only use one. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, 
maybe unexpected or something <laughs> like that with the business levels because it was again these numbers that we achieved in in july august september october and november were just spectacular and off the charts i mean there were a number of record-breaking months and to see that during a pandemic when we didn't know what business was going to look like and how people were going to react but i mean that was the great thing about golf is you were outside wide open spaces here three golf courses to offer people i mean that's that's you know not every business is able to have that yeah for paul to get the golf courses ready it's a lot of work on on him and his crew especially with the numbers that we do uh but he was able to do that and golf course conditions continue to be great throughout the year as well and mother nature helped your days were long weren't they paul <laughs> yeah sure but i mean they, they usually are and that's okay they start early they, they start early and uh, we we got a good program uh got a good staff that um, good returning staff so we've been um they know what to do we know we know what's expected and uh we work well with tom and his guys so if they got an event that's going on we know about it <laughs> ahead of time so we can prepare for it and and that's what it's all about you know and we know that we have to have it ready for those first golfers and once they get started then we we do our work but it's all about it's all about the golf so let them go you catch some beautiful sun sunrises during your your shifts don't you i love those pictures you said yeah during my shifts i have a lot more sunrises than sunsets <laughs> that's for sure so from the ground side what do you think makes all three or you know maybe the bear specifically the courses here so different and you know brings brings people back all the time i think the variety of the golf courses that we have is probably one of the number ones um you know you know the bear is it was always advertised as one of the most difficult golf courses to play in the in the state of Michigan. Um, at the time it was built, that's what the goal was. Um, the Spruce Run Golf Course is, is a very nice traditional type golf course, but it's a real challenge because it is very narrow and the greens have some pretty good break to them that requires some pretty good putting. And then the Wolverines, a more open golf course that, uh, you know, golfers can run up their shots up onto the greens in most cases. And it, it's, it's big, so on the fairway side, you can hit, let the golf ball stray from center a little bit and still find the fairway. So I, I think the, the best thing is we got three different shapes, sizes of, of, of golf courses. And... Um, the different levels of golfers can appreciate each of the of the different golf courses. What do you hear from people, Tom? Yeah, a lot of what Paul said. I mean, the variety is is one of the biggest things. And again, to have all three golf courses operate out of the, out of the same clubhouse on the same piece of property, but again, they all deliver a totally different experience. Uh, starting with the Bear, again, people really love the challenge. Uh, they love the variety. No two holes are identical, and no two holes are the same. So when they go out there, they're playing 18 memorable golf holes, which is really good. And, uh, and again, people like that uh, when they go out there, and that's what we hear back in the feedback on the bear. Yes, it's a challenge, but they really enjoy the golf course because of the challenge, the conditions, and the variety on, the golf, on that golf course alone. Um, there's, that one has uh, some, some holes in the orchards. It's got some in the woods. It's got some out in the open. So it gives you a lot of different looks. Um, Spruce Run, 
as, as Paul mentioned, uh, much tighter. Um, but people really, as far as the resort golf course, they're always very surprised because they think, oh, that's a typical resort golf course, and they're surprised at how good it is and mm-hmm. how challenging it is. Um, people expect it to be the easiest, and it's not the easiest. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good battle out there, especially on holes three, four, and five. When you play those three holes, those are probably, and mostly most people recognize it as the three most challenging consecutive holes we have on property. That includes uh, all the golf holes on the Bear, as well as the Wolverine. So Spruce Run does provide that challenge um, that kind of surprises people when they're out there. Um, but the greens, as Paul said, undulating greens are very difficult to putt as well. But keep, keeping it straight off the tee is the key. And then again, the Wolverine, that's the most popular of the three golf courses. And it's probably the most popular because it's the most forgiving. Um, wider fairways, not as much trouble in front of the greens. So you can be more of a novice golfer or picking up the game, learning the game. That's the golf course to play, and that's what we always tell people. It also has a nine-hole option, which is nice to have out there for those that don't have as much time. Uh, It's just a beautiful golf course and very well-maintained like all the other ones. Um, But the Wolverine is fantastic, and it's a great compliment, and that's what Gary Player did when he came out here and built and designed the golf course is he wanted to complement what we already had, and he he did so uh, in a superb manner. Can you say that you have a favorite one to play? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that the, the spruce run is is kind of a favorite. Um, I'm going to say that because I grew up on it, mm-hmm. and I've had probably my best score when I was younger <laughs> um, on that course. Uh, so they're equally as, as as enjoyable for me to play. I think. Um, but the spruce run just has a special place in my heart because, you know, I started here 35, 36 years ago as a full-time person, and, and um, my family and I were members of the original golf course um, before spruce run was spruce run. Right. So. Yeah, mine would be the bear. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorites I've ever played anywhere, and I've played a lot of golf courses in the country. So uh, one thing that's great about that I always think about when I play the bear is – the challenge and how different the holes can play based on the tees you play from and also the hole locations on those greens. The greens being well protected by all those deep pot bunkers and the kind of the fingers and the tiers out there, um, it changes the hole dramatically from Mm -hmm. one day to the next. And especially, and then you throw in the wind conditions and and such, it's it's, it's like a different golf course every time you go out there and play it, which is one of the things I really love about that golf course. I've had friends who've come up here and done like the golf packages and weekends and people I think sometimes think okay if they they, because they know they hear about the bear I mean it's it's notable in being very difficult Mm -hmm. would you say a lot of people want if they're here for a weekend and they're going to play two or or all three courses should they start with the bear and or or do that one on the you know later end of their trip because I think sometimes they think do I want it to basically kick my butt right away right. or do I want to enjoy something first and then let it kick my butt <laughs> I personally think they should start with the bear mm-hmm. and then play the other two golf courses and then go back and try oh, to boy. Beat, and go back and try to beat the bear That would be tough yeah. And tiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three golf rounds isn't enough. You're saying they need a fourth round. Fourth round? round? I, I've talked to a lot of different people, and the the second or third time you play the golf course, it's it's different. And 
you know what you can and can't do. I can Usually. see that. Whether or not you can actually do that, but you know what you should and shouldn't do when you're playing golf out there. That's why I say you should go back and play it again. Mm-hmm. We we usually, because we talk to a lot of people when they're calling up and, and they haven't played here before, they're building their package and they decide which, you know, what order they want to play. And, and typically we try to recommend the bear in the middle because um, the bear can be humbling. We don't want it to be the last golf course they play because you know, they might leave with a, a sour taste That's in their mouth true. because they just shot 105 and normally they shoot 85. Um, so and some people will not be happy about that. Right. So we try to ease them off a little bit and then, you know, maybe start them on either the Wolverine or Spruce Run, play the bear in the middle and then play the other golf course on their way out. Um, it typically is a better experience overall that way. Uh, it seems to be anyway, but it's golf. And we have great golf, and they just enjoy playing, uh, you know, any of the golf courses here. Yeah, so. you're golfing in northern Michigan. Just enjoy that. Right. Exactly. And they do. Well, and then, you know, another fun thing besides just some of those golf packages, I mean, there's lots of events that we host starting April 24th, right? Yeah. Par 3 shootout. Yeah, we get started on them right away. Again, it's it's kind of our spring golf season kickoff. Uh, what do we turn the bear? Typically, an 18-hole par 72 golf course, we make all those holes par 3s. And oh uh, Paul and his crew, you know, gets the golf course ready like for that. We we started it last year. We were going to do it in the spring. We were not able to <laughs> due to uh, the the suspension of our start of our season. So we did it in the fall, and it was very well received. I mean, people really enjoyed playing the golf course and playing all 18 holes on the bear as a par three. And so that's going to kick us off uh, on April 24th as far as the event schedule goes. It's a two-person scramble. Uh, which is which is great it's a great way to play so every you don't have to use every one of your own shots uh, just have a good partner along with you and it's another version of the uh, tough enough right that would be happening in the fall a yeah, condensed it, version yeah it's kind of like that it's just the it's just a par three golf course as opposed to uh, when we play the tough enough in in the fall on the bear um, that golf course plays really long very challenging and usually in some some suspect weather as far as that goes cold and wet usually (laughs) now last year it was not like that in october we had uh, we were blessed with some nice weather so again with the spring part three challenge it'll be it'll be great and again going to our website to sign up all the registrations for the events are on our website so that's the place to go so that that's a great way to kick off the the season yeah spring part three then the derby day shootout then you've got mother's day memorial day and it just i mean it really does just kind of go from there plus in June, hosting the Michigan Open again. Right. Yeah, we're fortunate and, uh, and blessed to be hosting the Michigan Open again, the Turtle Creek Casino Michigan Open Championship. Uh, that'll take place that second week in June. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. And Paul and his crew, again, get tested on that one as far as getting the golf course ready. Um, but the players, when they come up here, they just totally enjoy the whole atmosphere. I mean, when they, when they come up here, it is a true championship event. And the whole venue and the setup and the way that the Michigan PGA section uh, conducts the event is, is outstanding. And it just it just feels like a major event, and it really is. That's, I mean, it's been here for, I mean, a number of years. There was that consecutive kind of run, and then it came back. And I mean, people, I, I think, like you said, the golfers, and we heard it last year, they, they enjoy playing here. They want to see that tournament here. What does it do, do you think, just even for, for the resort to be able to host that and to say it's played here on our courses? Um, I, I think the, uh, the way the press covers it um, is outstanding. And, and it allows uh, a lot of golf pros from throughout the, the state, they're, 
their members at their clubs. You know, they'll follow their pros, and, and you know, they see the, the – and then the pros go back, and they say, yeah, we had a great experience at the Grand Traverse Resort. You know, the tournament went well for us. They do a great job up there. If you ever get a chance, go on up there and play. Um, so word of mouth advertising from the participants I think is, is huge. And it's fun, right? I mean, it's a lot. That's a, that's a long, long week, but, I mean, we enjoy playing host for that, don't we? Yeah, I know Paul and his crew are like that. I mean, they get excited about hosting it and preparing the golf course, the challenge that is. And we do as far as the golf operation as well. Um, take a lot of pride in it. Just to be able to say, hey, we're host of the Michigan Open Championship uh, means a lot. Like Tom said, you know, we take pride in it, and I know Tom and his staff do too. And there, there's a lot to do, and we have to change a lot of different things uh, you know, from normal. But it's fun. You, you know, you watch golf on TV every weekend. And... It's pretty exciting to be able to do something, a smaller scale, but we want to provide the best conditions we can for the top golfers in the state, that's for sure. Yeah, and they'll, they'll get that here. So, I mean, it's going to be another exciting golf season, I think, especially since it's been able to start so early and you've seen just that interest in, in people already out and taking advantage. So, I mean, what do you, what do you expect this year? Yeah, again, with the convention business, I expect that business to be down a little bit, but that also provides an opportunity for the golf, and it did last year as well. And uh, what we're seeing is the phones are ringing and people are making their, their leisure plans to come up and, and play some golf and, and take some time away and get some time away and, and get on the golf course. So right now our, our pacing numbers are really strong, uh, especially compared to the last couple of years, um, which we had really good years. Um, they're even above. So there is a lot of interest. There is a lot of demand. The golf package group business and just coming up here in a golf package, uh, again, having Traverse City and having the resort and all the amenities that we have to offer really provides uh, a, a great experience, whether it be midweek or weekend. Um, so we anticipate a very busy, busy golf season. Okay, time to offer our listeners something special. The next time you come to golf at Grand Travers Resort and Spa, visit the Pro Shop, give them promo code BAREFOOT, and you can get a free bucket of golf balls for the driving range. This offer is good through the end of May. Now back to the episode. Golf is just one of the many opportunities we have up in the Traverse City region to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. But one of my favorite places to hang out is right along the open space and Grand Traverse Bay. And that is where the offices of Traverse City Tourism also are. The president and CEO, Trevor Takach, is here. And you, I think you might win for the best office view in Traverse City because you really do have a gorgeous view out your windows. Yeah, I'm not complaining. And quite frankly, I think most other uh, CVB directors across the country are, are jealous of this this spot. We're very lucky to have, have the place that we have. And I get to not only enjoy the view of the bay, but all the great events that happen across the street throughout the summer months, like the Cherry Festival, Film Festival, and other great things that are always going on. And the Tart Trail, our uh, cherished trail that most people like to bike and walk and run on uh, is constantly active throughout the year so it's a great spot to be well and as we're kind of talking about the great outdoors and wide open spaces up here which we have tons of you do you get to see every little way you can enjoy it whether it's flying a kite in the open space going for a bike ride or run down the tart trail boating 
in Grand Traverse Bay, I mean, seriously, you've got the best view in the house, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never a dull moment over here, for sure. So wide open spaces. That's kind of been a tagline of Traverse City Tourism for, what, the past year now? Yeah, more than a year. And and I tell you, it's something you kind of take for granted. It's always been there. That's always been the, the true draw for this region. You know, we're, we're still a very rural space, uh, still very undeveloped. We have our pieces of sophistication that weave into the region, but I think what most people are drawn to when they're going on vacation, what a lot of us moved here for, is the ability to get out, get out into Mother Nature and enjoy it. And that's what you get here. And that's that was uh, a key piece of the messaging as we were trying to manage our way through COVID. And it still is. And people are great. Are, they're appreciative of the idea that they can come to a place that has a lot of amenities. We've got a lot of hotel rooms here. We've got a lot of great restaurants, wineries. We've got the great golf, all these great things that have been developed. However, we still have uh, a very wide open environment where people can feel safe, feel like they have their own uh, little piece of heaven up here while they're here. Uh, and it's, it's really paid off and it, it continues to pay off. Well, I can tell you personally, that's I, I had lived here before. I moved away and came back, and it was the major draw for my husband and I was mm-hmm. we missed the lifestyle you have up here, and it's that outdoor lifestyle. We enjoy the hikes at the dunes. We enjoy exploring the, you know, going on a walk with our dog down the Tartar, just spending time, you know, walking along the marinas, and we wanted that lifestyle back. Little did we know, we moved right before COVID hit, that it was going to be the biggest blessing to be in an area like this through a lockdown and pandemic. And I think that's exactly kind of what your message was last year, and it continues to be the message today. It's very easy to understand. And for people who come up from the metro areas, life has been so restrictive over the past year. You know, to be able to come here, get outside, get the fresh air, you know, put your feet in that cool, unsalted, beautiful, you know, pure uh, Lake Michigan water. It's, yeah, this is, uh, some people would call it God's country. It's just a very special place. And you've got the whole, you know, place to yourself, it feels. You know, it's uh, something when you, you know, when you're thinking about trying to come up with a a travel plan uh, during the pandemic, when you're trying to figure out what can I do to get out you know, a lot of us uh, in the past, big cities is always a big draw. People want to go shopping. They want to go to the, you know, these five-star restaurants in downtown Chicago or go hit the um, the shows in New York City. All, all that stuff went away for a whole year. And so the main focus for just about anybody who was interested in traveling was mother, getting out in Mother Nature. Uh, and there's no better place to do that than Traverse City and the surrounding area. So I, we were lucky. We've always been lucky. You and I clearly, I moved back too. Uh, I, I feel your, your, your sentiment there. Um, the quality of life is something different here because we have so much access to Mother Nature. Yeah, we say every day, every day, especially with the nice weather we've been having recently, you cannot wait to get outside. We've never been outside so much, you know, mm. than when we've lived up here. And it's just, that's great. It's mm. so healthy. It's so, I mean, really, physically, mentally, emotionally, it does a lot for you. So then when you have that opportunity through the past year that we've unfortunately experienced, I mean, it, it's huge. And like you said, you people were, have been really wanting to get away. 
um, last year at the beginning of the summer through the fall. And now again, you're seeing people needing that escape. And so the message here is kind of no matter what, you know, restaurants, those unfortunately have kind of been a roller coaster of opening and closing again. Restrictions at little shopping stores and boutiques. We don't know what those will always look like with being open or closed, but you've said what you do know is the spaces up here will always be open. That's right. And I think the other thing that we discovered early on while we were transitioning into this COVID era of trying to do business, the restaurants, the bars, the wineries, uh, the breweries, a lot of the favorite haunts for locals and for visitors were given the opportunity to open up on Memorial Day weekend last year. Traverse City region, the Upper Peninsula, had a chance to do business before most of the rest of the state. And so we've we've really dialed it in. Our businesses understand how to do this business outside and really spread people out, make them feel safe, uh, you know, and maintain the atmosphere uh, that people have come to enjoy. You know, you go to a winery, you're still going to get a chance to talk to the winemakers. You're going to get to learn about the wine. You know, you're going to have a chance to sample and really get an understanding of the flavor, it's just going to look a little different. You're going to call ahead or, or get online and make a reservation. You probably won't move around as much if you're at like wine tasting or even uh, hitting the, the local breweries. You'll probably spend a little bit more time in the place that you get your reservation. You probably have a more immersive experience, which is really super cool. So Depending on how things go uh, over the next few months, we may still have that atmosphere. And quite frankly, I think it's here to stay. I, I think love it. People really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you see them staying in one spot and spending more money and really cherishing the time that they're having in that establishment and, and really appreciating the work that's been done in creating that wine or that food or that uh, beverage or entertainment, if you will. So, yeah, it's a, uh, we're learning a lot about hospitality during COVID for sure. What else have you kind of pushed for people when you've talked with other, you know, state CVBs or just other groups that you talked to about bringing people up here about utilizing the outdoor spaces? I mean, what are the examples or areas you kind of push people to explore? Well, I think the the really nice thing about our region is, you know, Traverse City is kind of the hub. You can get out and see so much and do so much. You brought up the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. You know, it's miles and miles of beautiful sand beaches and hiking trails and and dunes to explore a lot of space there but what i discovered during the beginning of covid when my kids were and they're all elementary middle school high school kids when they were all stuck at home and all their sports were canceled we hit the trails we went out and found new trails that we'd never been on before in our lives and i've lived here pretty much my whole life uh as had my parents before me and you know my kids have been exposed to a lot of this stuff over the years but we found a, a whole new portfolio of unbelievable trails and you and I were talking about it just before we got on Arcadia so Arcadia is this area uh, just a little bit south of the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore but equally as beautiful and compelling so when you go and you find these new spots you're like whoa you know I've been to the the Sleeping Bear Dunes lookout a hundred times in my life, but I'd never been to that Arcadia lookout. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. It's different. It's unique. The trail was a little bit more challenging and had some cool boardwalk stuff to it. So, you know, it forced me and my family to, to find new things. Um, there's always more to discover. And I think that's when people are coming up here, you probably have some regular spots you want to go, but I encourage you, you got to look further because it, it, there's 
even more cool stuff out there when you start to dig. We got sent an awesome book last year at the beginning of the pandemic, The Trails of M22. Mm. And we, every weekend, when we have a great day, say, what can we hit? And we did it through the winter time too. That's mm. actually when we went to Arcadia. There was still snow on the ground, but one of those sunny, beautiful days. So it's a year round thing you can explore. And that's been so fun flipping through there and totally discovering places that you would never know existed and are equally as beautiful or cool to experience as what you've done before. So, right, the dunes, um, but then there's, you know, now that it's springtime and the snow has hopefully gone away and stayed (laughs) away, (laughs) I guess you never know up here. Knock on wood. (laughs) But uh, you're seeing way more people on the trails. And it's not just here. I mean, you've talked about the tarp, but the Leelanau Trail, too, it's it's everywhere you right can go. so for the people listening it's you know the tart trail and the leelanau trail are connected and it, a lot of it is um repurposed railway trail right so it's this really nice trail uh i actually live on the leelanau trail p- portion of this long trail uh and i run it or bike it almost every day uh when the weather is nice and i even went fat tire biking on it over the winter time too but it goes for miles it goes all the way north up to sutton's bay uh, and it's, there's a lot of cool spots. You can stop uh, and hit wineries on this trail. You can stop and, and hit breweries and you can end up in, in uh, beautiful Sutton's Bay. And honestly, if you get that far and you're tired, the local transit, the beta bus system will bus you back <laughs> uh, with your bike, which is a really nice thing because, you know, it's a 30, 30 mile round trip from downtown Traverse City to Sutton's Bay. So you've got options uh, on the paved trails. I tell you, um, we were just looking at the new Traverse City uh, Visitor Guide that just got published, and it's not just about the hiking trails and the biking and and running trails paved and and dirt paths that we have. There's water trails here, too. And one that I look forward to exploring this summer is the uh, Antrim Waterways Trails, the Chain of Lakes which is uh, just a little bit north of Grand Traverse Resort and Spa, right, very close. But through Elk Rapids, up into as far as Bel Air, but the Torch Lake and, and Elk Lake, Lake Bel Air and some others, you can kayak this, paddle this. You can, you can of course, get out on motorboats on this stuff too. But um, there, there is an actual trail system, 90-plus miles of trail that you can get on and kayak through uh, this chain of lakes, which is – Something I'm looking forward to because my kids love getting out on the water, and this is an area we have not explored yet, but they've put out signage now, and it's well marked, and you can find it on the website. So there's a lot of opportunities, all kinds of trails to explore up here in Traverse City area. See, I didn't even know that, yeah. and I would love to do that. I mean, we've paddled Boardman Lake, Boardman River, yeah. gone out to the bay and mm-hmm. circled around here, but to go explore these other areas, it's awesome. And what's great, too, is if people are coming up or people who live here, they don't have their own, you know, bike that they want to use on the tart trail or paddleboard and kayak. There's so many businesses around here that you can rent from. Yeah, that's a really cool thing about being in a uh, semi-developed, we call it a, a micropolis, right? It's a, <laughs> <laughs> we're not a big city, uh, but we have just, we're just big enough that we've got those amenities. So if you don't have a bike or you don't want to haul it up with you, or if you don't have a kayak or a stand-up paddleboard, all good. Uh, you, you know, you can even rent boats, you know, pontoon boats or jet skis and just go out and experience it for a day, you know, and not feel, um, 
you know, like you have to be some expert. Like, I think a lot of it seems really intimidating, right? So, oh my gosh, I've never gone mountain biking. Well, trust me, you can go and rent a bike from any bike shop and there's a lot of different levels of, of trail out there that's not all super, super challenging. There's a lot of great stuff like the Vasa Trail is a great spot. Mm-hmm. A lot of different levels of um, of challenge in that in that trail system where a novice could get on a mountain bike, go out and, and really get comfortable on it and probably learn to love it. Uh, so before you go investing in that $10,000 bike and bring it up or the kayak, come up and try the stuff out, rent it for a day and learn about it in Traverse City. And then, I mean, talking about the restaurants and wineries, I mean, again, when you have gorgeous weather up here through the spring, summer and fall, that outdoor dining and space, I've never seen it utilized so much as it was last year. I mean, places like I think about Bry's Estate, they've always had that huge patio and deck with gorgeous views, but then they did that lawn bar area this year. I don't think they've had that before and that's definitely staying and I, why wouldn't it? Right. I mean, what an awesome area, a little bit of different service, but... Some people enjoy that even more. Yeah, and even like downtown Traverse City, they allowed the businesses to start to, the restaurants to move uh, out into the sidewalk area and into the streets so that they could accommodate more customers. And we're going to see some of that again this summer for sure. You know, I think uh, some businesses that have more space, I think they're going to maintain that type of spatial management. Uh, and I think cities and villages will continue to find more public space where restaurants uh, and, and other local establishments can have overflow uh, opportunity because people still want what they want. And I tell you what's really coming up. This is a cool one. You can start doing, uh, there's, a, there's a new business, and I, I, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it, it was a great concept about these picnic ideas where you, you can, this particular group was going to help you set up your picnic for you. But, I mean, I've seen this all over the place even if you couldn't get a spot to sit at your favorite restaurant a lot of people were grabbing the food you know getting down by the water or taking it back to their i mean a lot of these like your hotel rooms at grand Traverse resort and spa i mean this is a nice spot i've stayed there numerous times and i i love dining in the room it's like you know you've got your own little special space right there uh so there's there's a lot of creative ways people are enjoying the cuisine around traverse city now mama lou's already has tables on the sidewalk do they really? We walked downtown last night and there was three or four of their high tops on the sidewalk. And yesterday was gorgeous for an April, you know, beginning of April weekday. It was beautiful out. Four tables filled yeah. right out there on the I'm sidewalk. I'm not shocked. A lot of these restaurants are uh, pretty full when the weather is cooperating and, you know, people are starting to come north. But again, I think, you know, things like the reservation systems, the ordering to go, I think that's going to be here for a while. And so when people are coming up and thinking about enjoying those amenities, they really should be thinking about planning ahead, you know, make your reservations, make sure you don't wait till the last minute. That was always the case in Traverse City. But now more than ever, just to make sure, you know, if there's something you really want to take advantage of, make sure you get it uh, on the schedule before you get here. I do like the idea, though, if you if you can do takeout and do a picnic somewhere, I mean, there's plenty of picnic tables and benches but bring a blanket or your own beach chair you have so many places up here right especially right across the street from all the downtown restaurants to get out and still enjoy yeah a lot of public picnic tables and other space so there's a lot of opportunity and we want people to have a good time right we know we work in hospitality 24 7 in this area and we 
we believe that we're welcoming and we're trying to find ways to make sure people are going to have fun no matter what the environment's looking like when they get up here. I think one of the last things you mentioned too with outdoor space that's great for people to enjoy and they did it last summer very successfully was the Pittsburghers baseball games. Oh yeah, a favorite of my family. It's it's fun. I mean, most towns have a baseball park and whatever, but this is really cool to come up into a resort type town. Uh, the Pittsburghers are are loved. Uh, it's a a very unique league of wood bat players who are from these are college age kids. So you're going to recognize a lot of the schools that they represent. Uh, and they're playing. They're trying to learn how to hit with wood bats because they're wanting to get recruited and go to play in the major leagues. So it's a really fun transitional sort of league, and the environment at the ballpark uh, is absolutely phenomenal. It is a family-friendly, uh, high-energy space. If you haven't been to a minor league game or haven't been in a while, it's it's very nostalgic. A lot of fun in between inning. Uh, activities and promotions and the food is always good there they've got a lot of variety and local beers and wines it's 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 really cool it's Mm -hmm. really cool and I yeah it's one of my so I've got my little top five list of things that people have to do uh, or I'm gonna do and I'm encouraging others to do and that's that's my top one I love going there with my family I take my parents out there a lot too and we love it and it's a great Turtle Creek Stadium is it's a big I mean it really is it's a big stadium still too so they were able to sell a good amount of tickets last year for each game with everybody more than, you know, the six feet of, of space between, you know, the next ballpark visitor. And they are in another spot where you can catch really great sunsets. Have you ever noticed? They always have killer oh, they do. sunsets there. It is a beautiful spot. And it's funny because almost every game you see a hot air balloon go overhead uh, or some other, you know, some, and they do fireworks. It's just a really fun spot. You know, it's it's a good slice of Americana to come up and watch a baseball <laughs> game in Traverse City. Well, it is. This is just, I mean, truly such a special area for so many reasons. But I, I do think that main reason and what draws so many people to come and not only visit up here, but live up here is the outdoor space. Mm-hmm. Those wide open spaces. Agreed. If you could, can you pick one thing that you would tell? Is, is Pittsbitters your, I know you have your top five list, but is there one that maybe is your favorite to do? <laughs> well, I tell you, we've, we've talked a lot about the wineries and things like that. But I, I tell you, if you haven't like been out on, I think some of the most stunning views in our area are on the old Mission Peninsula. And to watch the sunrise and sunset from that peninsula is very special. There's a couple wineries that have views of both East and West Bay. Um, But watching the sun setting from a restaurant or one of the wineries, I mean, Chateau Chantel has unbelievable sunsets out there. I love going to the Boathouse restaurant out Mm -hmm. there with my wife. We get out there a few times every year. I I will say you have to call ahead and make reservations for a spot like this. Uh, But it's it's so remarkable and you can you can get your, you can get such a great experience because you can go out to the old mission lighthouse and walk the beach uh put your toes in the sand you can bike out to these places you know it's a very um it's it's a very friendly environment uh and it really it's, it's you, you can go and just slow down you know if you, you don't feel rushed you get to watch that sun drop behind the horizon uh it's a that's a special thing uh, out on Old Mission Peninsula for sure. Well, let's hope for another gorgeous weather summer. Oh, listen, Traverse City Tourism, we guarantee it. It's <laughs> okay, going to be like that. We're all going to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope for some more gorgeous weather this summer and that, you know, we see new people up here visiting these wide open spaces. 
for sure. All right. Thanks, Trevor. And stay tuned for the next episode of Barefoot. For more details, just visit grandtraversresort.com.